Hey, Stu, your rent's due, motherfucker. Hey, Aries, you heard about that new uh, podcast app called Anchor? I sure did, Andy. Guess what? It's time to pay some bills. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. And they have tons of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And we know you know about that money, Jew boy. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So go download your Anchor app now for free, or you can go to anchor.fm to get started today. Can you feel it, baby? That money? Yeah. And don't be pulling that falling down the stairs shit on me, you hear? Usually we start off the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, uh, with an old Steve, which we're still going to do. But like with the music, we want to give people a chance to flex their creative muscles. Now, here's the irony in this. This is from Eric Venable. Eric, I know you're listening. As much as you give people shit about music ability, uh, this is karma kind of biting you in your ass. Because you got to understand how the old Steve's work. There needs to be some sort of joke leading into what becomes O Steve. Um, a joke, a situation. And you sent me four O Steve's. And of the four, this is the one I'm going to use. But I'm, I'm explaining this so that you know the next time you send one in, you know what you should be doing. Because uh, I couldn't make sense of this. But... Ladies and gentlemen, we present to you Eric Venables, O Steve. Ay, estupid. Ay, estupid. Mira, estupid. Mira, hey, estupid. Mira, hey, Steven. Eric, uh, we're going to give you a second shot. Uh, you didn't make the cut on this one. Uh, you've been <laughs> cut from the team. But uh, tryouts will resume again next week. And you can try out next week. Uh, you know, I don't have to do this. But I'm only doing this because this is who I am. <laughs> this is how I play the game. If you don't play the game that way, and don't play the game. Break. All right. <clears throat> any thoughts on, on any thoughts on Eric's attempt? No. 
I, yeah, it was an attempt. It was a swing. It was a swing. It was a swing. But a miss. Swing and a miss. Just a, a bit outside. outside. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, first email uh, coming up from Adrian Ogu. It's got to be African. O-G-O-O. Is that Ogu or Ogo? I have no idea. This sounds like what you shoot out your penis after sex. <laughs> oh my God, what's that all over my stomach? That is Ogu. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jersey. What's good? I'm from Brunswick too. Oh shit. I'm still waiting for you to come to the Stress Factory again. Brother, you missed us. We was just there at the... It was a little while ago. Yeah, but wasn't it still like just winter coming to an end? Yeah, we were yeah. on. We were on the tent. Yeah, um, I'm a day one listener. Although y'all were about thirty episodes in when I first started, I started watching Oz and Sopranos because your recommendation. Although I couldn't finish the Sopranos, and I'm glad you watched Snowfall and Sons of Anarchy. Stop the car! Why the fuck could you not finish? The Sopranos. I want to know, Ogu. I would rather finish watching The Sopranos than watching Oz than finish Oz. Yeah. And to which little trivia, you know which Soprano member was also in Oz as a regular? No, which one? Edie Falco. Oh, that's right. She was one of the prison guards. Yeah, that's right. I forgot. And then she's also in Nurse Jackie. Yes, but I don't think that series was... Is because that seemed like it came and went. It was on for quite a few seasons. Really? Yeah, but Adam hmm. Ferrer was in it, so that's you know that's right. Yeah, cool dude. I want to know why this cocksucker can't finish watching The Sopranos. <laughs> I got Uncle Joe, Christopher, Shell, Bobby Bacala, Jaddish, Uncle Joe. How the fuck could you not watch it? It's a great fucking show. This fucking guy, this fucking stood out. I'm gonna come to your fucking house and I'm gonna fucking murder you, you son of a bitch. Um. He was just more a fan of Alabisi than... Uh, Adab- well, of course. A goo nigga. <laughs> Adabisi. <laughs> Two African niggas. A goo and Adabisi. We're going to take your booty from you when you come in the cell and you have no say in the matter. What was the little hat? I don't know. I, I, I was just one... I, I ain't got that motherfucker to stay on his head. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And Oz was a show I never could get into. Did it, you like it? I, it? It was, it was cringe. It was a cringy show. It was it, like if you could if you could hang through the cringy part and you saw it, it right. really gave you that 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 dirty feeling of what it could did happen in prison. Nothing for me, dude. I think they should show that to people on their way in, like people who are getting off the the track and. Could end mm. up in prison. I, that would make that would, that show would make me not want to go. I don't know about that, but I know that movie Penitentiary with I, Leon Isaac Hayes, nigga, in the seventies. That was a rough movie. <laughs> that was some scary shit. Uh, but I also saw that when I was a kid. Um, and you know, shows like that's what HBO grew its dick because of The Sopranos, Sex in the City, and Oz, and then The Wire shortly thereafter. But that's what put HBO on the map to being the big bully on the block. Those four shows. And, you know, of course, it's been nothing but juggernauts ever since. 
uh, back to Ogu. Um, not, uh, oh, I'm glad you watched Snowfall and Sons of Anarchy. I'm not anti-Andy like most of the other listeners. I just think his views are a little futuristic since we still have shit we're dealing with currently. But I understand where you're coming from. Or should I say going? I've wanted to email for a while but didn't and still don't have much to say except I'd love to see y'all drop a light YouTube special or something. Uh, I attached a pic of when I met you in Disney World like 10 years ago. Hopefully $10 a lot of money. Oh, goodness, I don't even remember that shit. But now that I look, yes, yeah, besides me, it's two black niggas in there. So now we know a goo, a goo, a goo is something black. Um, dog, you're hurting me with the Sopranos, man. How could you not? How dare you? All right. Wolverine Weapon X. Uh, Kiki's son. Yo, ANA, what's good? Hope y'all are good. I'm watching Fatal Attraction as I'm writing this, and a thought came to me. Knowing Aries' infatuation with Gemma, Aries, what if Julie Cash is your wife, and you, just like Michael Douglas, you meet Gemma, Glenn Coat, close, and you got to eat like in the movie and end up going back to Gemma house and fuck like animals. LOL. You try to break off the affair as time goes on, but things start to get out of hand. Some of the same events that happened in the movie, but in this case, Gemma breaks your car windows, smash, <laughs> slash, <laughs> your car windows, smash, slash tires. Your PS5 is broken in pieces. Aries, how does this drama eventually end from your point of view, Andy, in your point of view, his and Andy, in your point of view, his does it end? Boy, you, 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 ooh, you motherfuckers. Um, damn, nigga, ten dollar motherfucker. Does Gemma get shot, or does it end another way? If you ask me, Aries, Aries leaves Julie Cash and goes with Gemma. LOL. Keep going hard in the paint, fellas. Be good, family. Um, I don't think that you leave Julie Cash. I think Gemma just picks you up and takes you. That's great. Gemma smash. Gemma smash. <laughs> <laughs> Nigga with me. Um, <laughs> listen, I walk into the house with Julie, and I smell the bunny boiling, and I know Gemma's behind it. I'm telling Julie, hey, bitch, cut up some carrots. And celery, throw them in the pot. <laughs> we about to have a uh, wabbit stew. Um, Dude, I know you well enough that you're going to try to figure out how to make that come together. With both? Yeah. Yes. That's, that's the answer. I'm going to pull some African shit. Both of you bitches are with me. <laughs> you have no say in the matter. <laughs> um, yeah, dude, I, I, I've lost points with Julie Cash uh, for some sidebar reasons. Uh, so she ain't on my list no more. Like she used to be. Uh, she on some bullshit. Uh, but yeah, Gemma, nigga. Gemma beats everything. Let me tell you something. There was another broad who I was infatuated with before Gemma. Her name is Amiradime. This bitch. Wow. But then Gemma just came and took the cake, bro. Uh, so yeah, brother. We, we know how that ends. I, I, Matter of fact, uh, when Gemma pops out the bathtub with the butcher knife, I grabbed the gun from Julie, turn and shoot her in the abdomen. 
<laughs> I told you that I was going to tell you who my maximum, like, like to what fit my size that would be my maximum. And I, now I forgot a name. But here, I'll pull it up real quick. Why are you looking? Yo, uh, when we were in Spokane, there was a white bartender female at the arcade bar next door. When I tell you this bitch's thigh and ass game was mag. Yo. Yo. I would have ingested poot in my mouth from her <laughs> as though I was wearing an oxygen mask, nigga. Okay, here's where I max out. All right. Allison Parker. Let me see this. Let me see Allison this. Parker, 22.tv on Instagram. Oh, shit. That's where that that would be my that's my max right there. That's my yeah. That's 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 healthy, nigga. But that's that's what I'm saying. That's where I would go. Yo, she yeah. Because I can still maneuver that. Yeah, to Tracy Morgan. Yeah, <laughs> beautiful white booty right there. Look like two marshmallows. Put my face in there like a s'mores. Put the chocolate on the inside. <laughs> There, yeah, she's a, she's 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 all right. Um, Daniel Bent, damn dog. Uh, it's been a minute since I wrote into you, you guys, but a nigga still here listening. First off, let me just say prayers out to the family of Earl Simmons, aka DMX. We lost a lot of great ones in the hip hop community, but this one hits different. It wasn't murder like Biggie and Pac, but this one here feels just like that. I'm sorry I'm not trying to make this so morbid, but damn, dog, he had his struggles, but he was a God-fearing man and all that, all the same. I know he's I know he's good where he's at, but we need 10 more niggas like him down here. Anyways, I wanted to dive in to some movie shit, but I can't shake this grief off right now to talk about no dumb shit. I'll save it for the next one. I'm not proofreading this shit because my stimmy came in and I got you $10 now. And shit was actually perfect, motherfucker. There you go. Yeah. Um, did you see the funeral? Well, not the funeral, but the big monster truck with his body in the back, the no, casket. I didn't see it. Oh, you didn't see that? No. Oh, it was all over Instagram in New York. It I, was? Yeah. They were driving him to, I guess, the church to have the, the eulogy. And he was in one of those. They put the casket in the back of a pickup truck on monster wheels. And like a million motorcycles. A niggas on motorcycles, rough riders. That's cool. And, and they were riding him through New York, and it just looked like some real shit. So you um, know, you know, um, not not to take anything away from DMX um, and and everything that um, who who just wrote that in? Uh, uh bu- 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 damn dog, uh, Terrell Daniel Bent. Uh, and not to take anything away from Daniel Bent's email, and we appreciate that. Uh, what I did want to say is because we didn't mention it. Uh, what what you're gonna hear? We recorded two episodes, or this is our third episode actually now, uh, this week while we're here because we're gonna be off the road. But we haven't brought up anything about Shock G. Yeah, and you know that was more like when I said I'm older than you, so that's my you know you know I know I I know it ain't, so I'm not trying to tie it to that. But goddamn, it seems like mysteriously a lot of niggas have fallen off. Kobe, Nipsey, DMX. Shock G, uh, my man also just died from from used to be with Bad Boys. Uh, what's his name? A uh, Rob, uh, can't remember his fucking name. Black Rob, 
A lot of brothers have just been falling the fuck off. But that that dude, uh, I mean, that was my that was my era. That's when I we, we come here, fat girl, like you're tickling. <laughs> I used to do a great impression of him. But, I once got busy in a Burger King bathroom. So uh, that 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 one actually got me by surprise because I I will I you know I you, when you're my age you don't want to think about people your your same age checking out. Right, but people start to check out when you're in your fifties. I mean, regularly. Yeah, and I'm starting to notice that it makes you more nervous. Um, was Shock G though? Was he was he to be taken seriously as a rapper though? Because with the whole nose and the funny looking hats, we were more at that time. And it, it, again, this is coming from someone who's white. Uh, it was about the hip hop. It was it wasn't just rap it was right. about the it was about the whole social community and the movement of hip-hop right and that's what he was part of uh, it wasn't just about having you know like you said ha- being able to drop great bars this was you know they were having fun they were bringing community yeah. together this was a little bit different at the time right and, and rap was brand new it could go anywhere and and right fun rap was a part of rap right because kid and play was never gangster they was never conscious they were having fun all i all i ate Roll the roll the roll, getting Blake. But you, but you know, like when you said that, there was always a fun part about it. And then mm. you, because you had, uh, you know, Will Smith, the French pr- Prince, but uh, DJ In Jazzy West Philadelphia, born and raised. But uh, right. Jazzy Jeff was serious about, you know, he his music was a little harder. When Jazzy he, Jeff, but he was a DJ. He was strictly a DJ. Nah, but he mixed and he had he had things going on besides right. just and. He had a different feel than Will Smith did. Will Smith was more of the fun, right? And he did us. What was that? What was that song that he did? Um, Jazzy Jeff did hit hard for a while. Solo? He did. I uh, yeah. Will Smith wasn't rapping. Mm-mm. Oh, I don't even know. Every time I heard Jazzy Jeff, Will uh, was he with has, him. He has a song. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Okay. But it, 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 that time was just different. It was everything. Everything was out there. And, uh, you know, my friend Tim, that's been on the podcast yeah. before, he DJed and I did these promotions. And we, we had, it was, in, it was in Tucson, it was at the University of Arizona. And right. we had, t- it, w- it was just such an interesting mix of people that would come out um, to different clubs that we would throw different, we would throw like hip hop parties at different places. Right. And it was the U of A. And it, w- it, was, it was different because it was at the beginning. It was at, especially since it's in Tucson. And it's not like in New York or L.A. Right. So it had a really unique kind of vibe that we, we, we were doing at the time. Um, it, it, that's one of some of the best memories of my life right there. Right. Um, Taylor, episode 247. My dude, I love the podcast, but your guy Andy is tripping with no map. Andy lives and owns Neverland, LMAO. Like, please tell me what kind of drugs you did to get that much brain damage, LOL. Aries, I get why you're so upset with that last email, but let's be honest. You can't mix black plight with others mistreated in this country. It's not the same. No comparison, to be honest. The shit black people go through daily is a constant reminder of why Andy's make-believe thinking won't ever exist. Cheers. Pagan, and she puts in parentheses, lesbian Barbados queen. Wow. We got a pagan. I don't even know what the fuck that mean, but... We got some pagan lesbian pussy. Barbados. All right, baby. Welcome. Well, if it ain't ever going to happen, then give up. Right. 
I mean, I, I, that's the only thing that I don't understand. If it's never gonna, ha- if it's never gonna work out, then then we have to tear it down and start all over. And maybe that is the answer. Mm. But it isn't. It isn't. Uh, I like how she said, "I'm tripping with no map." Like I have a destination. You just you just don't think it's gonna work out. I'm hoping we get there. I guess. I guess. No, nah, I don't want to do that. I think this is one of those moments where, like the girl said, you don't always have to explain yourself. No, I don't. Because, because we know that the gist of it is, we always hope for a better way. We're trying to strive for a better way. But and I like I said, I think I said this before, but like the war on drugs, this is a fight that's never going to turn out right uh, because it's just in, I think it's in people's I don't want to say nature. But there's something in us as human beings. I don't know if I'm saying this right. Not to hate. It's fear. Whether, but to 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 want to be distrustful, dislike. If you don't look like me, sound like me. Fuck it. Different fear. Whatever you want to call it. And I know that's not the majority of all people. But again, this country is just so. It's been sewn into the fabric so deeply. I don't think it can be undone. I don't think these are wires you can't uh, that can be untangled. This is forever going to be tangled. We just have to do the best we can with it. See, I, see, I, I, I agree with you to an to an extent, mm-hmm. but I, I think that we are seeing that there is pro, that there is progress that can be made, and we can change the direction. Because uh, I don't like what I don't, I don't like how this goes on. But you know what? I, I'll say it this way to her, and I'm not going to I'm not justifying my position. Then then just take everything Martin Luther King ever wrote. And take out his, uh, and take a, and he had. Besides what is being sold to us, as far as his speeches, there's other things that he said that are very critical. Uh, but just throw all that away then, because what you're saying is, because uh, that's the fantasy land and the direction that I'm trying to go to. So if 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 it if it doesn't exist and my map is fucked up, then throw all that shit away because you know, that's the map I'm following. You know, I I. I, I... I know it's a saying, you know, life is more full of disappointments than reasons to celebrate. That's just the harsh reality of life. You lose more than you win. And I think that when it comes to things like that and race, unfortunately, there's going to be more downsides than upsides. But find the joy where you can. Do the best you can with it. Try to be the best person you can be. Try to treat others with respect and love as best you can and hope for the goddamn best. I think that once you get to the point where you stop looking at people and start looking at people's humanity, then you start to do what you just said. You have to see people as human, not the way. And why I said it's fearful. If you see someone that looks different than you, you automatically, uh, you know what? Take this, take this a different route because it's easier for, for us to do it this way, I think, than even to do it that way. Lifestyle. If you see someone that lives a different lifestyle than you, and I'm going to use I'm going to use the LBGTQ community to do this, because, and the reason I'm using them is because it, it it that transcends some of what I'm trying to say here, because it, that's absent of the color, because that apps that that encompasses everyone. But when you have a straight community and you have a gay community, and the straight community is completely ununderstanding and loses does loses sight of that group's humanity. It has nothing to do with color. It just has to do with lifestyle. 
has nothing to do with race. It has to do with lifestyle. And if you can lose it on that, now when you're walking down the street and you don't know someone's lifestyle, but they just look different than you, that causes, that's the same kind of fear because you're afraid of, you're afraid of a lifestyle. You're afraid of a different uh, a color or a different culture. This is all fear. We're all fear-based. And I say that's where we get, if we lose the fear, then we can open up and we can see each other's humanity. Because as we were talking about, I think in the last podcast when we talked about, or was it this podcast when we were talking about uh, Tom Hanks and, uh, and Denzel Washington movie, The Philadelphia. Right. That was about finding the other person's humanity. It wasn't about uh, agreeing. It was about seeing the people as human. Right. And that's, that's what's missing. And I'm not trying to give you my opinion right now. I'm telling you how I feel about people and what's wrong with us. We don't see the other people's humanity. Um, <clears throat> Max Castillo. And, I, and I'm, I, as I, before I read this, uh, I, I was scrolling down in the emails to which I responded to him. Because usually what I like to do is get these emails and read them on the podcast and then uh, organically respond to him with Andy. But every now and then, I get one that bothers me a little bit, and I, my, my inclination is to go respond to you immediately because uh, you, 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 you got me triggered. Um, so I may respond to this by reading my response uh, rather than try to recreate it or try to remember what I said. I'll, I'll just read what I wrote. Um, race, Aries, I don't get why you get so angry. When other people talk about minorities sticking together, I have never been turned down by my black friends for being Hispanic and vice versa. We've always stuck together. In the South, Hispanics and blacks are real close because we both get treated the same way when getting pulled over. Instead of worrying about dying through Hispanics, uh, instead of worrying about dying, though Hispanics get worried about getting taken for a Hispanic who crossed the border. I've heard you say Mexicans got Mexico, but if you heard the horror stories about going to Mexico, it's worse than America. My grandpa got robbed by the police when he went to go bury his dad over there. But this getting angry when other people say that I minorities should come together is the exact reason we don't when someone gets mad like you from the other side, from either side. I know this sounds like some Captain America bullshit to you. But the younger generation of blacks and Mexicans are pretty close. It's not how it used to be. To him, I responded, <clears throat> so you think because a small region of people stick together in a certain place that that's the norm or the mass majority? Dude, I've been doing stand-up for 30 years and have been to every major city and every small nook and cranny within the country. And I can tell you right now that is not the case. First of all, there aren't even that many Mexicans slash Spanish people in the South. You think there are more Mexicans in the South than there are in California? You think there are more Hispanics and Mexicans in the South than there are in Texas? Even though I know Texas is the South, but I'm, he's talking deep South. Do you think there are more Hispanics in the South than there are in the East Coast? Puerto Ricans and Dominicans all, the, uh, all throughout New York and Florida? Niggas, stop it. You don't travel nearly as much as I have or seen the places I have. That's cute that you think based on the South, the deep South, that that one small region is the totality of Mexican-black relationships. Before I say anything else, I'm going to let you, the half-Mexican, have at it. Yeah, maybe I'll just put, how should I do it like that? What? Put my face halfway on this. Uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Go ahead. As I've, I've said this earlier, and when we first started the podcast, I said there has been a distancing from the Hisp- Hispanic community, mainly Mexicans, from uh, blacks in a lot of re- in a lot blacks of re- and Mexicans be at war with each other because the I- Mexican and see, I'm I'm speaking broadly, uh, and I'm painting with the big brush, and I'm not saying all Mexicans do this, mm-hmm. but. Because this was land was part, was was at one time part of Mexico that we called the United States, right. mainly California, Arizona, uh, all the way through Texas, all the way down. Um, there is an assimilation that occurred because it they were at home anyway. So the <clears throat> the uh, transition and bringing being here from the inception. Before the inception of what this country was, there was already, and, and having a Southwest influence in that, um, it was easy to blend. It was easy to assimilate into this culture. So black culture, which was, is, is different towards that culture, that's where the, I think that's where a lot of the anxiety or what you say warring fractions came about. I do see... And I told you I, I did the research, and I don't have it here, but I'm happy to go get it if you'd like to take a break on this. But uh, yes, uh, percentage-wise, uh, blacks go through more, uh, like like we said, with policing in this country. But close second is is the Mexican community, the Hispanic community. Now, let me just say to you, <clears throat> here's what, why I frown upon that. I'm not saying that there aren't moments. I'm sure there are. But every time you turn on the goddamn news, it's a story about a black person being murdered by the police. Matter of, matter of fact, the day we celebrated Chauvin's conviction is when Micaiah Bryant was killed. So it was like, here we are sitting here with bubble guts, fingers crossed, arms locked in prayer, hoping we're going to get justice. And while one guy is held accountable, finally, another girl is killed. I saw on the news yesterday about a man who was just killed in front of his house. You can see all the posts that D.L. Hewley posts where black people are being called nigger. We're going through situations with police. If this was happening to Mexicans at the same rate, why the fuck is it not being shown on TV? And more importantly, if it's happening, why is it the Mexican community not up in arms the way we are? Why are they not marching? Why are not? Why are they not being loud? Where's their slogan? Black lives, like Black Lives Matter. Well, did you not see the 13-year-old uh, young man Toledo that was uh, shot and killed by the police? I just said it. Moments. Okay, but uh, blacks being killed and shown being fucked up by the police is as consistent as a commercial break from a TV show. Okay, but wait a minute. Let, let's just do this real quick. Percentage-wise, blacks. Are, are being are, are killed at a higher rate percentage wise, but there are just as but whites there are more whites being killed. How come? And and I'm just saying this, and I'm not trying to justify any of this. What I'm asking is, why don't you see more of the white deaths on TV too, so that they can explain why policing is wrong? Why don't you see that? Because again, those white deaths are not racial. They're not racially motivated. Because it does. It's white. It's white people wilding out, and the cops that do go. 
I, I'm not going to take this motherfucker alive. This is a life of death, me versus him. I'm taking this motherfucker out. But white people being killed by police are not, it's not racially motivated. It may not be racially motivated, as you're saying, uh, but they're still dying, and we don't see that. Matt's we don't need to see that. Why do we need to see that? Because if you could explain... One is racially motivated, which we know is wrong, and one isn't. Because if you could explain to the country why policing has jeopardized all walks of life, you could probably change it a lot quicker. But why isn't it being shown then that way? Because if you could show that... Because one is wrong and one isn't. What is... what? Andy, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You're telling me that based on the stats... More white people die at the hands of co uh, cops than black people. But again, are those murders, I'm a white cop looking to kill white people because they're white? No. So why the fuck does that matter? Okay, but in, like you said, in that, in that situation where the cop pulled up and he had to make a decision and he saw a blade and he, he took a, the life of that girl, the 16-year-old girl, correct? Yes. You don't think that there's any of those situations that happen in, in, in white? In, in, no? But, but again, don't tie that one to that okay. one because, again, I, I, I said the cop was justified based on the circumstance. Okay. But when white people are getting – I don't even want to use the word slaughtered. When white people are getting killed by police, it's not racially motivated. When black people are getting killed by police, slaughtered, it's racially motivated. There's a difference. What I'm trying to say, though, and what you're, you're – you're, you're taking this to an emotional side with, with what no, you're No, I'm taking it to a this is ridiculous side. No, what I'm trying to say is if you were to if you were to take that and show that policing has deteriorated to the place where unarmed white people are getting shot as well, don't you think the white community would come out are with they? more support? Are they? No. Okay, thank you. But they are getting killed. Again, you, 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 what are you talking? Yes, but it don't matter. It's not the same thing. So when you told me even one death is too much. Don't do that. That's nope. that cute shit. No, no, no. I'm just don't, don't, don't do that. That's that cute shit. Listen to my whole. I know where you're going with that. But you couldn't take that to America and say, listen, this is happening in this community. This is happening in this community. Andy, and it's happening now, in this now community. Now, this is where the black people have a fucking problem with you. Because you're trying to justify one thing from a statistic standpoint to another. And it's not the same. No, I'm not trying to justify any statistic. I'm trying to say if you could show white America that they are in jeopardy of losing more people if they white allow— White America is in jeopardy? Listen to how that sounds. Did you just hear? No, what I said. If you could show white America that they are in jeopardy of this moving to the white community as well because of Do you think policing. it'll move to the white community? Yes. Oh, get the fuck out of here. Let's go back to the Mexicans because that's what this was about. Okay. Now, now don't ask me to feel sorry or look at— Look, how look how are the, you seeing that I'm asking you to feel sorry? I'm talking about what are you trying numbers. to justify right now? I'm not trying to. I'm trying to say that bad policing, as it gets worse, is going to affect all communities. And that based the, on what? Because one is based on race, bad policing. So for white people, based on what? What the bad policing is over policing in black communities. That's why this is happening. But as this continues and this bad policing continues and we continue to over police and we don't hold police accountable, it will move throughout every and community. It, and it'll affect white people the same way it affects black people? Number wise, no. Fuck the numbers. Motivation. You don't you don't think if all of a sudden the police are killing some more white people that the white people why are, are they killing go, them? Oh, uh, here, wait, let me let me do it this way. 
This is Richard Pryor's joke. Fuck the joke. Why no, are they killing them? Answer that question first. Why are they? Why are the white cops killing the white people, Andy? Because they're white? No, because they're scared. Oh, you sound fucking ridiculous. You don't think that... How scared are they? They taking them with, with alive when they got guns and knives. How scared are they? I don't know about the ones that were shot that had no weapons. Why were they shot if they had no weapons? Well, show me the footage, Andy, of white people getting shot unarmed. I can give you the numbers. I Fuck can show you the numbers. numbers. Show me the footage. I can give you Let's, the we numbers. Know, we know one thing about media. Media loves sensationalism. Okay. And anything bad is ratings. If white people were getting killed unarmed, we would see it on television. They would not hide it. It doesn't fit the direction that they want to go right okay. now. Andy, can we just go back to the Mexicans? Because the white talk is ridiculous. You, what I'm saying, and what you, you're completely missing what I'm saying. I'm not missing shit. You don't think you could change white opinion if you could show them that they're getting killed as as well? Not as it, it, many anything, as well. Anything that finally affects white people, nothing becomes a problem until it affects white people. That's this, my point. That's what I'm trying to say. This is what. Okay. So in other words, so in other words, it will start affecting white people and becoming a problem when cops start killing them. As more as more that happens, let's go back. Why would they kill them, Andy? Because they're white. No, it's a it's a different reason. I'm talking about bad policing. You're talking about bad policing being racially motivated, Andy. Black people are dying at the hands of cops because it's racially motivated. That's white people said. when they die at the hands of cops die because they're doing shit where it's a life or death situation and the cop decides I got to take this motherfucker out to save my life not because they're white. That uh, I, so yes, if, if the numbers say that white people get killed more than black people, aren't there more white people than black people? Yes. All right then, goddammit. But of it, course the numbers are going to be that. I agree with you. So then what are you disagreeing about? I'm, I don't know what we're disagreeing about. I'm trying to tell you as you could show. You keep trying to tell me mm-hmm. that when white people start getting affected by cop killings the same way black people do, then it will be a, a, a bigger concern. Then it will be a problem that needs to be addressed. Right? Yes. Okay. Why are black people being killed? And, when, and we know the same reason why we're being killed. They will not be killed for that reason. You're, you're going to defend that? No. Okay, so then what conversation are we having? Because you're missing. The what am I missing? When the crack epidemic was happening and black people and black communities were at risk because of, of crack, it was not a problem. The white, white community didn't do anything about it. Now that it's opi- opioids, now we have to do something about was, the, problem, was, the drug was, problem. Was the crack epidemic purposely put into the black community? Yes. Okay. And so was, it, opi- was, opioids it, were- was it purposely put into the white community? No, but opioids Stop opioids right there. Were. Listen to yourself. Was crack put into the black community yes. on purpose? Was, was crack put into the white community on purpose? No. All right, then. So if one is put there on purpose, it's designed to take niggas out. It just so happened that white people got affected by it, thus a problem. No, opioids affected the white community, and now it's a problem. How come it wasn't a problem when it was crack? 
I can't speak to opioids. I don't even know what the fuck that is. That's the drugs that are killing people right now that they're tra- that they're holding uh, these pharmaceutical pharmaceutical companies accountable oh, I don't for. Want this to turn into this being the rest of the email episode, but because because I can tell you right now what's going to happen, and I know people will say to you, Andy, we love how you stand your ground. I'm sure you're going to get those emails, but at the same fucking time, you're going to get a slew of niggas telling you you are out of your fucking mind. You're not hearing what I'm saying. You're not understanding the point of what I'm saying. I understand what you're saying. You're saying the black the cops are shooting black people because of race, right. and that has nothing to do with why white people get shot. Right, but you're telling me that the numbers, no, the statistics say this, and when white people start getting killed and, and it's a problem, then- White people will want to do something about policing. <sighs> okay. I, I, don't, right. I don't understand why we're missing on this. Okay. It's never a problem in this country until it affects white people is what I'm saying. Do you disagree with that? I just said that's the case. Okay, so what I'm saying is as this happens. Okay, so as this happens and white people are getting slaughtered. I didn't say slaughtered. All right, killed. Potatoes, potato, nigga. Because if if white people are getting killed by police and they go, this is a problem. What's the issue with why it's a problem? Because it's white people now. Because they're white? Because Do you see the difference? Because we are getting killed because. They're not getting killed because. Let me, let me flip it for you. You ready? Yeah. What if it was black cops murdering white folks? That would be perfect to make, the, to, to make this work out the way that okay, what I'm trying to say. It, but the, the same chances of niggas killing white folks because they're white is just as much as white cops killing white people because they're white. There's no chance of either one. It's not because of their white. It's I'm saying if policing continues to be over-policed and bad, eventually white people are going to want to make demand the policing change. Okay, I'll tell you what. Let's cross that bridge when we come to it. Because the bridge we've been on, since you even said yourself on one of the episodes, back, back, back in slavery, there were cop patrols. Right? Yeah. So cops been fucking with niggas for over 400 years. So we know that this bridge has been crossed. It's still being crossed. Yes. Let's talk about your scenario when that happens. Because until that hap- happens, woulda, shoulda, coulda, maybe, fantasy. The reality is we are getting killed because we are black. Agreed. I never, I didn't try to change any of that. Okay, but you're trying to say something that doesn't exist. When cops start killing white people at a certain level, then white people, I'm telling you, the chances of that are nil. As more bad policing happens, hopefully they'll change the way policing is done. Yeah, because hopefully through human decency and humanity, the white people are going, this is foul. Let's join in with the black people and fight this fight. And I think that's where we are. This is not their fight. But if, thank God, some of them care enough to join it. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's not what you're yes. saying. And I'm saying. And I said it. No, that's not what you no, said. No, that's exactly what I'm saying. And I'm saying if that doesn't happen soon enough and more white bodies were to start to fall, eventually more white people okay, would cross okay, over. Okay, okay, okay. So now you're saying if white people in joining our fight were to get killed with us? No. I'm, no? I'm, no, I'm just saying if it was to happen more white people would be on the side of changing policing. So if more white people got killed at the hands of, wh- of white cops enough, they would be on the side of changing. Yes. 
why would white people be killed by cops that much? Because of bad policing. So bad policing is going to get so bad that white cops are going to start slaughtering white people. I think that cops don't get the training and aren't taught the things that they need, that yes, I think that they have the potential to, without racial bias, kill white people as well. Oh, so the policing can get so bad that they're going to slaughter white people, young white kids. I didn't say slaughter. Will you stop making apples, oranges, Andy? Slaughter and kill, either way, it's dead. Okay. So if white cops going to start killing 16-year-old Micaiah Bryant, but her name is... Uh, Bethany Hamilton, if they're going to kill Dante, uh, I don't know his last name, but a, 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 a Michael John, all white kids, white people, shooting white people in front of their kids, killing them with their kids in the back of the car, the white version of Sandra Bland, the white version of Freddie Gray. If that happens enough, then white people going to go, there's a problem. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And you honestly think that's a reality? I don't think that it's going to happen tomorrow. But yes, I think as, as things happen, I think white people will finally be affected enough that they want to make a change. I'm, what I'm saying is absent of that, white people have been, uh, what, do I, uh, what, do I to, what word do I want to use? They have not been very effective of wanting to make the change. This is the first time I've seen white folks want to make the change. And they're not making the change for themselves. They're making the change because some of them are deciding to be in with us on this fight. Yes. And I'm talking about the others that aren't even, even moved by that. I'm talking about that one in four that didn't think that this was the right uh, verdict. On okay, this. so if they haven't been changed already... That it has to go to their house before they'll change. uh, And you think it's going to go to their house? Dude, I say that I think that it's going to happen tomorrow and that there's going to be a sudden rise. Listen, I don't think it's going to happen ever. I think if the media would show some Uh, of it, it might happen. They don't show it because there's nothing to show. Show me, Andy. You you honestly don't think that the police have ever killed any white dudes just because... Because what? They were scared. They were bad police officers and they were scared. Andy, even if I gave you that, Fear. I'm scared. I'm so scared that I'm going to shoot this motherfucker. That's not the same as I'm going to shoot you because of your pigmentation. I'm not justifying it as being the same. I'm saying that that's what it would take to get those other white And you think there's going to be enough examples of that to, to flip it? No, I didn't, say, I didn't say that. I said if they were to actually start showing that as well. Okay. Anyway, uh... Like I said, I want to get back to the Mexican thing and uh, okay. move on. Like I said, if there was footage on an equal level. It's, it's 36 per million black people get killed by the police, and it's 24 uh, per million Mexicans get killed by the police. Okay. Whatever. I'm just giving you the numbers. Whatever. If it's, it was, you want to know what it was? It was 16 per million. Okay. Whatever. If it was happening to the same degree... How come Mexicans aren't up in arms the way we are? How come it's not on TV consistently the way it is with us? I don't know, because even the Toledo case where the 13-year-old Hispanic kid... A case. He, but, he, a but, case. but where is it? Where is it? How come it isn't on TV? Okay, fine. A case. But how come it, it's, it's more than... Niggas, cases. Okay, 36 out of a million, 24 out of a million. You say one is too many, but you're, well, you're, I tell but you you're what, minimizing I tell you what, I'm not minimizing shit, because if I was Mexican, 
and my people were being killed, I would want, I would think I'd want to go a- along with my community. Hey, y'all, we need to be loud. We need to march. We need to protest. We need to stand up. We need to make some noise. And I ain't heard shit. Do you want to know one of the reasons why? And and and, and you you'll agree with this one. Because when you do kill one Mexican kid that's 13 and then three more black kids or, uh, black, or black folks are killed in the same week, uh, the Mexican story goes away. Why does it go away? Because there's more black people dying at the hands of police than there are Mexicans. Thank you. Case fucking closed. But I said it. The defense I, restaurant. I said it in the numbers. 36 per million. Fuck the numbers. You said it how million. it needed to be said. But I never denied Fuck it. Fuck numbers. But I never denied it. Then why are you fighting it? I'm not. I was trying to say, all I was trying to say is it never changes until it affects white people. All right. I don't understand how that's a miss because you know the same thing. It didn't affect white people I in the crack. I said it. I said it. But I said it too. And, you, and you, you, you bypass it because I'm saying if it doesn't affect white people, it's probably going to be a lot longer and harder change. Okay. I, I, dude, I don't ever think it'll affect white people. Not based on what you're talking about. Well, I just I said I gave you the crack epidemic to the opioids, right. it, even though it's two different things, but it's drugs. It didn't affect. They didn't make changes until it affected white America. Apologize to the people that are listening to this, who might be feel like might be feeling like this is going on too long. But this is the problem when you have these discussions about race. You know, this is such an emotional fucking subject, especially when your people are on the dying end of it. It was the last time you think a white person looked at a court case and saw a guilty verdict and cried because it was the right thing. I, I, I can't say that. Okay. That's what I am saying. It hasn't changed. Okay. It's barely changing now. Okay. Only time I think white people cried over a verdict was OJ. Oh, they didn't cry. They were just mad. No, there was something to cry. You know how white women get when <laughs> devastating shit happens. Alex Boudreaux. Sounds French. Aries, I know you're a huge fan of Brad Pitt, The Sopranos, and anything mob-related. Have you ever seen the movie Killing Them Softly? It's a mob movie starring Brad Pitt, James Gandolfini, Johnny Sack from The Sopranos, Ray Liotta, and others. Can you name your top mob movies? Um, and I didn't like that movie. I thought that movie was a dud. Um, I don't think I saw it. Yeah, it was a dud, dude. And I remember the poster. It was Brad Pitt with that 12-gauge. Looking was, like he was shooting somebody. Was that Gandolfini in the Soprano time? Or was that before? After, after Sopranos. After. Um, I didn't see it. Might have been during too, but I, yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. But either way, I, and I automatically made the association that because it was Gandolfini, I, I, just, I immediately, Sopranos, Italian mob, guns, Brad Pitt, guns, Ray Liotta, guns. I thought it was going to be that, but that shit was a dud. Um... Top mob movies. Uh, top five, of course. Goodfellas, Casino, American Gangster. Uh, Godfather. Godfather was it, it was my dad's. I like it, but I know it should have its place. But Godfather to me was almost like I'm a Generation Xer. That's what the young kids are called, right? Not millennials. Where, where are we? Where are the millennials? It's general. I think it's Z now. Whatever it is, yeah. whatever the alphabet is. Yeah. And 
LeBron is my guy, even though okay. Jordan's the guy. I got what you're saying. You know what got I mean? You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Godfather is Jordan, but that was my dad's era. I, I'm, I'm more the Ali, modern Ali and Tyson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Um, I want to say Donnie Brosk. Oh, Black Mask, even though I know a lot of people didn't feel that was great. Uh, and I could throw in Donnie Brosco. Yeah, I know I'm missing something. I know I'm missing something. Uh, do you have a top five? Godfather one and two. Uh, Three more. Yeah, then the Goodfellas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casino. Uh-huh. And then it either has to go... Uh, what's, the, what's the Denzel the Godfather of Harlem movie? The uh, American Gangster. American Gangster. That's five. That's five. Okay. Yeah. Um. Oh. What was the 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 one about what Whitey whatever the Whitey Bolts Black Mask? Oh, is that Black Mask? Yeah. Yeah, I like I did like that one though. That it's wasn't bad. great, but it was there was something about I it. I thought that his I, performance was so fucking solid. Just saying, we'll get you a stretch of leather work locked up real fucking quick. That scene where where he fucks with the dude the the. the FBI guy or whatever his position is and he tells him give him the recipe to the steak and he goes well it's a family secret and he goes you said it was a family secret but you gave it up real fucking quick well I, I, I was just saying just saying just saying I'll get you a stretch in Leavenworth just saying I'll get you locked get you buried real fucking quick and then the guy goes I'm just fucking with you. It's a, it's a recipe. I couldn't give a shit. It tastes good. Look at his fucking face. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Yeah, it was. Oh, that scene is great, dude. And I like how they I mean, because it's it's all based on a true story, and it got to yes. show how shady the FBI was at that yes. time too. Um, uh, fuck, I was a statistic thing. Uh, fuck, I can't remember it. Uh, oh yeah. Um, as I was perusing through Instagram and looking through some of the, you know, shit to look at. Uh, there was this one thing. This is one, I, keep, well, I don't know if they're memes, but whatever you call these fucking things. This one thing about movies. It's just all about movies. And they were saying that uh, one of the key strategies in movies to build tension is silence. And they use as an example the scene from Goodfellas where, of course, Ray Liotta tells Joe Pesci he's funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, amuse you? No, 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 Anthony, he's a big boy. What do you mean? Funny how? And then there's just a stretch where nobody's saying anything. The camera's on Ray Liotta's face trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Cut to Joe Pesci's face. He's like, you, that, not saying nothing, but his face is like, you motherfucker. And he goes, and movies, just silence sometimes causes tension because it makes everybody go, what's going to happen? And put you on the edge of your seat. And it's a great movie technique. Uh, so I just I always love little tidbits of information like that, dude. There's a couple other gangster movies that I really like. I feel like I'm missing some. I like Once Upon a Time in America. I never saw that. Uh, but th- these aren't movies that necessarily have like your gritty kind right. of. You know, there's some gangster movies that just have great stories, right? Uh, and and so some of those I think are missing in there that are just great stories. But uh, we're definitely missing some. Um, ba, ba, ba. let me see something. Terrell Snyderverse. Uh, what up, ANA? Still waiting on that. Ayo. 
Although I know you don't have it anyway, that Snyder version was straight fire. First, I want to say the four hours was nothing. When I was done, I didn't even realize four hours had passed. It was that good. I did just like you, Andy. I had to go back and watch the first release to see the difference. Boy, was there ever one. The biggest improvement for me was how they gave Flash and Cyborg more meat. Not only that, uh, the addition of Darkseid, I felt, gave the movie more of a true nemesis. Steppenwolf just seemed like a second-class foe. He didn't give off that fear-for-your-life vibe. One area that makes Marvel much better than the DC movies is the buildup. You've been seeing Thanos since the first Avengers movie. Not only that, but each movie leads into another, again, creating that buildup. The Zack Snyder version of Justice League did that by bringing Darkseid into the mix. I'll be honest, I haven't watched Wonder Woman or Aquaman all the way through. I'm so glad he mentioned that because uh, that was one of the things I wanted to talk to you about. Um, but it just seems like they are their own separate movie. They don't tie together for me the way the Marvel movies did. Again, the ending of Snyder's Justice League made you have that feeling of I need to see what's next. The first release just ended the movie like there is no follow-up. Warner Brothers needs to really rethink not continuing with Snyderverse uh, because I can get I can bet my bottom dollar that he would bring the DCEU to the promised land. Lastly, I have to disagree with you, Andy, regarding the Joker. I like Jared Leto in this. I know it does kind of feel like he's trying to be Heath Ledger, but that is the Joker. The sadistic, uh, calm, never really rattled villain. The Suicide Squad version, to me, didn't feel like the Joker. Oh, and I do have to admit, Ben Affleck is probably the best Batman. Goddamn right. <laughs> this coming from a guy who swore on Christian Bale as the best Batman for many years. Get over here. Uh, uh, I know this is totally off topic, but did you happen to catch the Biggie Doc on Netflix? It's a good one. Anyway, keep up the great work, fellas. Can't wait to catch you guys in person. Terrell Jackson. Um, but but to his point, though, uh, the Batman, which which one was the one before? Uh, Christian Bale? Yeah, Christian Bale was the best Batman yes, at, he that, was. at that time. At that time. So, it, But uh, he did really kind of reset Batman. And here's what's nuts. Um, I really hope they continue with the Snyderverse because I, I, it's just you saw what it could do. Build on that. Better late than never. And I get what you're saying about Marvel. And you're right. They laid the groundwork. It was a 10-year journey. And it paid off. It felt like it, it was a 10-year journey. But even though DC stumbled out the starting blocks and tripped and fell over itself a little bit, Pull it together, man. You got something. They, they, they just started shooting the Flash movie in London. And both Michael Keaton is reprising his role as Batman. And Ben Affleck is going to be in it as Batman. I'm so fucking curious to see how they pull that off. Two Batmans? Like, what's the... And I'm not a comic book geek, nary fanboy. Because <laughs> I know he would know why that is. But there's a reason for that. But I heard Ben Affleck won't do the Snyder universe now because he he can't. He said he would if Zack Snyder is involved. But I heard that there was there was scheduling issues now too if they tried to do it because he. Oh, they gotta work this out. He's the best Batman, dude. Um. Oh, dude! I finally saw Wonder Woman 1984. Here, here, here's your two hours back. Oh Jesus, dude. Listen, when the fuck, and again, I, I, listen, I am a, because I'm a guy, 
I am an action movie, superhero movie fan because I'm a dude. That's the dude in me. But I'm not a comic book geek. So maybe what I'm about to say, I just don't know because I'm not a comic book geek. When the fuck was Wonder Woman able to fly like Superman? That moment in the movie where she's flying through the clouds. This bitch is lassoing lightning, nigga. Swinging off of lightning bolts. It was ridiculous to me. Well, I thought the ridiculous part was that uh, Marvel already got the 80s uh, movie return. Captain Marvel. And so, again, it just shows that there are steps behind Marvel. It didn't, even if the movie was good, it still would have been behind Marvel. Right. But the movie wasn't good on top of it. Yeah, dude. Um, And listen, I'm going to be honest. At first, I was skeptical, and the, the, the chauvinist in me didn't want to go see the first Wonder Woman. And I remember when the, when the, when the first previews came out, and me and Neri were in Sacramento, and we were at this, uh, this, this place where I had some faux. I tried faux for the first time. And he was so geeked, and I was just like, man, I don't want to see no woman and all that. But then I said, fuck it, let me go see it. And I liked it. It was good. But I didn't like it like it. But I liked it. I liked it, and I was, that's why I was disappointed in the second one, because they had the formula. Right. They screwed up the recipe. And that shit in the beginning of the movie with the mall, her going through the yeah. mall with the bad guy, it felt hokey. It felt corny at times. Um, Scarface, by the way. You know, a lot of people don't like to count Scarface as a mob movie. Uh, but we, it, it was left. I, I, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, go no, no, no. Go, no, go no, back no, to what you're no, doing. No, I'm pretty much done with that. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, a lot of people, you know, that's the, let's be honest. That's the niggas and Hispanics mob movie. Is it? I don't know that white people feel the way about Scarface the way street niggas do. Blacks and Hispanics. I don't know, man. I, 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 I don't know. I'd, I'd be curious to know. Because when you think mob movies, Italian all the stereotypes, whereas Scarface is, you know, every drug dealer, every rapper wants to be Scarface. Yeah, you know what else is missed in that too, though. And this might be a really interesting podcast for us to do, but we we none of the uh, like Asian uh, gangster movies are there either. Like, when, are there any popular Asians? Yeah, there's some really. I want to name one. There was one from the '80s. You'll notice uh, Black Rain. With Michael Keaton, Mike, no, Michael, 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 Michael Douglas, Douglas. Yeah. that movie, Andy Garcia, yeah, that's yes. a fuck. That's what I was thinking when I said it movie. to you. Yeah, yeah that's one. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we're missing we're missing those movies. And other those. than that, though, I can't think of a of there, another one. There's there, there. I know there's others in this genre. Mm. Yeah, Black Rain was good. That was a movie that we never brought up before. Right, that's what right. I was thinking about when I when I said that to you right now. That that's a movie. The, that scene with on the motorcycles, right? right. And the and the and the uh, what do they call those swords? The um, my brother's big into Asian shit, so I bought him one of those katana, katana, Is katana sword. I think it's called a katana. Yeah, that that yeah. that shit. That was that's that's right. a movie. If you guys haven't seen that movie, yeah, that's that's one to go reach yeah, back that's, for. That's, that's a trip down memory lane. Um. All right, well, I think that's it. Uh, I want to find something. I want to just let y'all know because I know enough of y'all who have listened to this podcast knows. Yeah, nothing is fake. This is not a reality show. <laughs> 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 Where it's fake scripted drama. 
we go through what we go through because we both, you know, passionate about race. Um, so when you hear us go at it, uh, I know some of y'all might be thinking, damn, can they even finish the podcast? <laughs> Is somebody going to get punched in the mouth? Was somebody going to flip a table over and go, fuck this? Fuck you. See you next week. I'm out. Uh, but, you know, part of being a professional is no matter how thick the tension gets, you got to go back to doing your job. Uh, and we both got love and respect for each other. So, again, one of my favorite scenes in the movie Lean On Me is the tension-filled moment between Robert Guillaume and Morgan Freeman uh, where they, you know, look like they're about to punch each other in the nutsack. But then it ends beautifully because the manship is still there. Um so I'm going to cut right to this uh, in the heat of the battle. And uh, this is what me and Andy do. If your wife left you, I ought to walk out on you myself. Well, go ahead. Bail hell on out. But I said I would back you up. That's what you said, Frank. That's what you said. Brother, I will go through the fire with you. But you are not taking care of business. This shit you're pulling now, you just going plain loco. Are you suspended, Darnell? What the hell was that? Darnell is symptomatic of the disciplinary problem. He is that a good, strong, young black teacher. So he dumped that desk right on top of your head. Well, right on. Good for him. You will reinstate that man, you hear? And then you fire Mrs. Elliott. Why? Because she didn't want to kiss your ass. Well, I wouldn't either. How about that? Mrs. Elliott has an ego. Yeah, well, you lost the best teacher we had. We couldn't get her back now if we wanted I don't have time for Mrs. Elliott's problem. Well, you better make time. We are being crucified by a process that is turning blacks into a permanent underclass here, Frank. A permanent underclass. No, no, see, nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody. Mrs. Elliott's missionary zeal about Mozart has nothing to do with our problem. Nothing. What good is Mozart going to do a bunch of children who can't go out and get a job? Joe, your personal battles are going to cost us the war. Worry about the test scores. What the hell you think I'm worried about? End of discussion? Debate is over. You will write a formal apology. I will what? A formal apology for your treatment of Mrs. Elliott and Darnell and for your vicious and thoughtless insult to the women of this community. You will kowtow. You will step and fetch. Frank, if you think you can Get take me. Get used to it. It's the way of the world. If you're so hot on discipline, then goddammit, start by accepting mine. Because contrary to popular opinion, I'm the head nigger in charge. Come on, let's get something to eat. You really think you're bad, don't you? <laughs> Did you hear him use that silence yeah. for the tension? That's that silence. Um, I am the head nigger in charge. Come on, let's go get something to eat. You really think you're bad, don't you? Yeah, so you know, it's all love, man. I I I got love for this Yamaka motherfucker, man. Oh, I thought you were gonna call me your the honky your dad's your dad's word. Oh god damn it. Man, I got love for this honky. <laughs> what mob movies did we miss? Uh I just looked it up really quick. Uh we missed this one because I think this one would have went in there. And some of these I don't agree with, but I don't I'm, agree with what you're about to say. Okay, the Irishman was number twenty. On this list, I'm gonna go. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The, the Irishman, the one that we hated. Yeah, the, yeah, oh. the, the, the 12, 12 hour movie. That ain't in the top five. Okay, I, I'm just going for the top twenty right here. Uh, New Jack City, number that's nineteen. That's not a mob movie. This, what it, that's that's a street. I said, movie. Ga- I put gangster movie in. 
Okay. Okay. Yes. King of New York. Yes. Let me stop right there. Let me switch my order. Take out Donnie Bresco and put in King of New York. Okay. Road to Perdition. Which we have to see, but nah. Okay. Uh, snatched. Yeah, and you, that's like, you, like, you like Dags? See, you like Dags? We kind of missed over like, those, Dude, those I gotta British be honest ones, with too. You. I, don't, I, don't, I can't put a British movie. Anybody that pronounces dogs, Dags. You like Dags? No, fuck out of here. Once Upon a Time in America. That's the one I My just... My dad would have loved that. I that was it. old. Yeah. Gangs in New York. Can't do it. Period. Peace. Nope. Carlito's Way. We missed. Hold up, hold up. But can you count? Again, that's 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 it's a gangster. Uh, you might be right. Okay, I'm reloading. This one I really like, The Untouchables. Oh, take out Black Mask and put in The Untouchables. The Kevin Costner one. That, that scene the when there's when there's uh, what we say, The Untouchables, Casino, Goodfellas. I just took out oh, American Gangster and what was the other one? Scroll back a little bit. I put in uh, Oh, King of New York. Yeah. You want to get Capone? He's how you do it. Dude, that's such a good movie. If he brings a knife, you bring a gun. He shoots one of yours, you put one of his in the morgue. That's the Chicago way. <laughs> um, dude, that dude who played the, the, the really fucked up bad guy, uh, was the white suit in the movie? Oh. Uh, what, 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 uh, you should, your friend, you should have heard him. He cried like yeah, a stuck Irish pig. Dude, he, that part. Did he sound anything like that? When he puts his off the roof. roof. Dude, but that part yeah. that guy played, he played that. Yeah, Beautifully. Yeah. Um, and so Untouchables, number 11 was, they put Pulp Fiction. Fiction? No way. Uh, I like Pulp Fiction, but I didn't. Not I like Gangster that. movie. American Gangster, number 10. Uh, nine, Reservoir Dogs. Great movie, Reservoir Dogs, but nah. It's not a gangster. Well, yeah, not, it is kind of a gangster is it? movie. Yeah. But it's just, it's, it, it, it just takes place. Every, that time you, every time you say. You bring up anything uh, with Harvey Keitel, I cannot help but think of Jay Moore. What does he mean? I'm schmate. <laughs> I love it, Harvey fucking Dude, Keitel. who does Harvey Keitel? Exactly. Uh, a Bronx Tale, which is one that I miss because I really like that movie, though. Honorable mention, at least the sixth spot. Yeah, because it doesn't feel like a real gangster movie. And it has a heart to it uh, with the son-father yeah. relationship. Donnie Brasco was number seven. Uh, Scarface number six. Who the fuck you think you're talking to, man? The Departed number five. Mm. We didn't put that to in. To be enough. honest, I don't need pussy anymore, but I like it. <laughs> Casino number four. Yeah. Godfather three. Uh, Godfather is number three. Not Godfather three, but the num- first Godfather yeah. is number three. Well, then fuck. Godfather two, two is number two. two. And Goodfellas, Goodfellas number is, that's one. That's the Holy Grail. It's because of Pesci, though. Goodfellas? I think Pesci makes that. You chew, motherfucker. Oh, no, that's Casino. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. This, I think he makes it because. Don't you ever go over my head again, you chew, motherfucker. You. you know how many people want a piece of your Jewish? <laughs> Fucking love it. But this movie right here, I mean, without his comic relief in that movie. Right. I think that movie is really tough to Dude, watch. I'm telling you, any movie that has a voiceover is a good movie. But that is that's also considered a cheat. What? A in, in, yeah, in writers. Why? Because the story should tell the story. Using a narrator is. is, is I like it. I, I, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying in in the writer's world that's considered a cheat. Because he's giving you the information. You're not. You're not absorbing it to the movie. Right. But I'm telling you, look at the track record. Any movie with a voiceover is a good movie. Just like I said, any movie in the snow sucks. With the exception of Cliffhanger. 
There has to be some other snow movies. Movies in the snow suck, yo. There, there's some Bond movies that aren't bad that uh, take place in the snow. have to. Let me ask you. We didn't talk about it, and we will eventually talk about it. Um, is this a gangster movie? No Country for Old Men? No, nah, right? No, I don't no. think so. Okay. We got to get into this some more, but I because we, we we did the gangster <laughs> one before, but this is this is uh, this is this is more interesting right here. Yeah. All right, man. All right. Um, we welcome the emails Aries Spears forty five at hotmail dot com. Uh, we gave you the Jew and the juice. Uh, shit got heated. Okay, musically coming up. Any announcements? Because we're off now by the time they're hearing this. Yeah. Yeah. You, you guys are hearing some episodes that if they sound a little dated, we apologize, but uh, we had to put together some while we were here. Yeah. Um, all right. This is David McKever. Uh, Hip Hop on My Mind. David McKever. Um www.twitter.com slash Bobby, B-O-B-B-Y, Bagums, B-A-G-G-U-M-Z. Instagram, www.instagram.com slash Bags Everything, B-A-G-G-Z-E-V-E-R-T-H-I-N-G. And Facebook, www.facebook.com slash Bobby Bagums, B-O-B-B-Y, B-A-G-G-U-M-Z. Um, okay. Uh, hip-hop on my mind. And he also has a song called The Process, which is available on Spotify. Enjoy Bobby Bagum's Hip-hop on my mind, nigga. Like all the time, 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 like all the Buffster remix a rock well and it sells. Movie sitcom still see LL from Texas to NY. You catch Primo, he get that gangstar love wherever he go. DJ Red Alert cutting satellite radio, bumpy knuckles back with that boom bap. Q-tip still abstract, buckshot still got him ducking down. Who got the props like Evil D? Nobody top dog like Snoopy or Double G. They still got it till the day they D.I.E. like Pac and B.I.G. Don't ask if they still got it. The show with Dougie Fresh, show is still rocking. In WA, the headphones, Dre Beats is still knocking. Wu Tang is still popping. Hip hop is not new to them. Punks jump up to get beat down. It's still brand new again. Dreams are pushing that new BM. Still bag them, still bagging. Phony rappers still blabbing like they made it happen. Start paying homage to the boys that still got it. Rock him flows is still polished. Curtis Blow, where it all started. KRS1 is still profit. Chuck D still politically correct. Flay still clocking around his neck.
Feel it, baby. <laughs> <laughs>